Hey y'all, welcome back as we continue through the book of Jonah. We are on chapter three in the book of Jonah today and we left off and God had had Jonah spit out of the belly of the fish and onto the beach and Jonah had cried out to God out of his situation and God brings him to Nineveh and that is where he was called and told to go anyways. That's where God wanted him to be. God has a message for this city of Nineveh. It's a very huge, vast city full of millions of people and it's in the area of, it's in the the nation of Assyria who was known for their evil brutality and they were enemies of Israel and Jonah did not want to go. He did not think they were worthy of God's forgiveness, but the entire nation of people, their termination or saving, their their restoration or termination is really dependent, it's, it's entirely dependent on hearing the word of God that God is sending through Jonah. And there's an entire group of people, there's all the people around us in our entire world, and their eternity is dependent on hearing the word of God. And even if we don't feel like it, we are commissioned and we are called to spread the gospel, to share the good news of Jesus, to share the love of Jesus, to let his character flow and shine through our lives so we look different than the people around us so we're set apart and people see that we are different and they ask what is it that makes you different it's jesus jesus makes me different and you can have jesus too jesus died for everybody and god wanted jonah at Nineveh. He has a word. He has not changed his mind about jonah and he has not changed his call over jonah and he brings jonah to Nineveh. And we'll go ahead and start here in verse 1. Then the Lord spoke to Jonah a second time, Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh and deliver the message I have given you. This time Jonah obeyed the Lord's command and went to Nineveh, a city so large that it took three days to see it all. On the day Jonah entered the city, he shouted to the crowds, Forty days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. The people of Nineveh believed God's message, and from the greatest to the least, they declared a fast and put on burlap to show their sorrow. So they respond to this message. They hear God's word. They hear God's warning, and they respond. They are more responsive and humble to God than the prophet was in the Jonah hears straight from God, and they're hearing it from Jonah from God through Jonah, and they actually respond and but God is the God of second chances he gives he gives us second chances, and we all need second chances. Jesus is the one and only one who didn't doesn't need a second chance in scripture in He's perfect. He's God. And God is the God of second chances because he loves us and he lovingly pursues his people and he wants us to turn and repent and turn to him. And he is giving the nation of Assyria a chance to turn to him. And he's also doing a work through Jonah, who did not like these people, didn't want to go and didn't think they deserved to be saved. That is not our call. God died for, sent Jesus to die for every single person. And he wants every single person. And the important thing was what God thought and what he would do next through Jonah. It was, it was God. It was, it was all what God wanted done. And he wants his people saved. He wants the nation saved. He wants every part of creation to be saved, repent, and return to him. And we don't know what was going on in Jonah's 
heart and mind in this exact moment, but we're going to see it in a little bit here. And God was displeased in Jonah, but he didn't desert him. God sent the fish and brought him to Nineveh so the people could hear the word and the people respond to the word. They hear God's word and they repent. And Jonah turned his back on God's word. So God forced him to go by speaking to him through thunder and rain and getting his attention through the sea. And he commissioned Jonah and he has a mission for Jonah and Jonah is not done. God is not done with Jonah. And he gets the second chance and God forgives Jonah and restores him to ministry as he cried out in desperation from the belly of the fish. And if you think about it, Abraham fled to Egypt where he lied about his wife, but God gave him another chance. Jacob lied to his father, Isaac, but God restored him and used him to build the entire nation of Israel. Moses killed a man, likely in self-defense, but we don't know for sure. And he fled from Egypt as an escaped murderer. But God called him to be the leader of his nation as he brought them through the wilderness to the promised land. Peter denied Jesus three times, but Jesus forgave him and said, follow me. You have to build my church. He gave every single person a second chance. We all have second chances, third chances, fourth chances. He wants us to keep getting up, keep falling faithfully forward in him. It's not an excuse to sin. We need to intentionally chase after God with all of our hearts. But if we blow it, we can get back up and God will forgive us. He understands. He knows. He knows our hearts are after him. He'll give us that grace and mercy if we truly repent with sincerity, run away from sin and temptation with all our guts and chase after him with all we got. In his grace, he forgives our sins and he will bring us to restoration. We might have to pay for things on earth. We might have consequences that we have to face on the earthly side of life. But as far as eternity is concerned, we are righteous. We are whole. We are pure. Our choices are our choices and we have consequences, good or bad, for every choice we make. But when we repent sincerely before God and we say, I am yours, Lord, you get all my yeses. You get my life. This empty shell belongs to you. God brings us to him. He holds us in his arms and he carries us through. We will make it down that great and narrow road because God is with us every step of the way, rallying us on. Jesus is interceding for us. The Holy Spirit is interceding for us. We have the greatest team in the entire cosmos. We have God's team. And Nineveh is called this great city because it was this huge city. And it was founded in ancient times, actually by Noah's great grandson, Nimrod. And it was this vast city. With tons of people, likely over 600,000, they believe, were living there at this time. And it had this huge influential power. And again, the armies were feared and, and known for their brutality. And they were known for sin and violence and showing no mercy to their enemies. And they were in a wicked city. But that's where God sent Jonah. That's where God wanted him to be. And the will of God will never, will never lead us to where the grace of God can't keep us and the power of God can't use us. He desires us to go where he leads, to follow him, to keep pursuing him, to dig deeper into him, to spend time in the word, prayer, reflecting his glory and love through our lives to those around us. He desires us to keep moving forward in him. Some days it's hard. Some days it's really hard and God knows that. And he will pour out the strength and comfort we need to get through and keep going. And we see that there was a warning given of 40 days from now. And throughout scripture, the number 40 is identified as a time of testing and judgment. 
And Jonah obeyed God. He went to Nineveh and he declared the message that God gave him. God's word did the rest. We don't have to explain or justify God's word. God's word is God's word and God's word is power. God's word is Jesus. God's word worked in the hearts and they repented and they tore their clothes in burlap to show their sorrow and grief that they had offended God. And they repented and they turned to God wholeheartedly. They turned to God. And and that will continue with verse 6. When the king of Nineveh heard what Jonah was saying, he stepped down from his throne and took off his royal robes. He dressed himself in burlap and sat on a heap of ashes. Then the king and his nobles sent this decree throughout the city. No one, not even the animals from your herds and flocks, may eat or drink anything at all. People and animals alike must wear garments of mourning, and everyone must pray earnestly to God. They must turn from their evil ways and stop all their violence. Who can tell? Perhaps even yet God will change his mind and hold back his fierce anger from destroying us. When God saw that they had done what they had done and how they had put a stop to their evil ways, he changed his mind and did not carry out the destruction that he had threatened. And here we see repentance. We see repentant hearts. We see true submission as even the king comes down the king of Nineveh calls for all creation to call out, call out to to God he calls for revival the pagan king calls out crying out in desperation in fear of God in fear in respect of God in knowing that judgment was coming that he was warned 40 days judgment was coming and judgment would come forth and he cries out and calls for a national revival in this giant city. And he's saying that God is our only hope. The Assyrian king says that God is the only hope. The Syrian king, who is king of this evil nation, says God is our only hope. Only God is sovereign and God knows what he's doing. He sent the exact words. Jonah gives these five words. These five words he said, he said, he declared the message. Oh, sorry, he obeyed mankind. 40 days from now, Nineveh, Nineveh will be destroyed. That is the only sentence he spoke. And then we don't hear of Jonah again in this. It's just the, the repentance of the nation. He spoke those five words and then they're throwing themselves on God's mercy. And they repent. And they, because they repent, God relents of the judgment. When we repent, God relents. If we are willing to repent, God will re relent. He will put his grace and mercy on us. The blood of Jesus pours over our lives, protecting us, making us righteous, making us whole, making us clean and worthy of God's presence in our lives. And God used those words for, to stir the hearts of an entire population from the king of the throne to the lowest peasant. God gave people 40 days of grace, but they didn't need that long. The word spread quickly throughout the entire district and the people humbled themselves. They were fasting and they were wearing sackcloth and the people were to cry mightily, which means urgently to God, for this was a matter of life and death. And the Ninevites didn't want to perish, just like the sailors in the storm. And whoever believes in God will not perish, but will have everlasting life. And God spoke to Jonah and told him that he, God was accepting the people's repentance. 
repentance. So he put a stop to, he relented because they repented. He relented. He didn't have to bring judgment because they repented. They turned from their sin. They turned from their evil. They turned from their wickedness and they turned to God. They turned to the one and only true and living God and worshiped him and bowed down to him and submitted to him. And God is completely consistent. He is not changed. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And he didn't really change his mind as much. Like I said, he relents. If we repent, we don't face the judgment. If we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior and apply his blood to our lives, we don't face judgment. We are promised eternal soul safety with God. We are held safe in his arms. We are flying on his wing. We are tucked into the crevices of his robe. We know that they accepted God because they were humble. They repented and they received the message. They received the word of God. They received the the warning. They heeded it and they bowed down. They submitted. And God loves them. God loves all the people. And he was, they were evil, so God was bringing forth judgment. And he brought warning, so they repented. And they bowed down and submitted to the one and only God. And this is a huge, great revival of an entirely huge nation. Because a man did what God told him to do. The word of God spread. And takes God spreads and he takes center stage. And again, we don't see Jonah after this. It's just the power of God and his word because his word spread revival poured out. Let the word do the supernatural work. It is God's word. It is Jesus. Nothing can stop the word of God. Nothing can stop God. He is power. He is might. And his word stands forever. His word is eternal. In like Assyria, they were either to be terminated or transformed. But because they submitted, they were transformed. And it was all hinged on them hearing the word of our Almighty God, the word that God sent through Jonah. Forty days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. Repent and cry out to God and avoid judgment. And they did avoid judgment because God saw their humble hearts. And he did not bring forth judgment because they submitted themselves to God. They they heeded the word of God. They submitted and they turned to God in away from sin as they tore their burlap in repentance. Thanks, y'all. I hope you're having a most wonderful day on this journey and throughout your days. Have a blessed day.